0: Welcome to the You Thought Wrong podcast, where we share stories of individuals just like you who have found ways to conquer their fears and are excelling at life. Alright guys, uh, we're here, You Thought Wrong, here with Patrick Wynn. Uh, He is a psychotherapist before he moved to Toronto from Quebec. Uh, He is now the happiness architect and a dj known for his mood mood creating or the mood creator here we are um so i've known patrick for a while but uh we've met through a couple of different friends and i've seen you live in action creating the mood for people um how much happiness first off does that that just give you just to to be around friends and and family especially because i've seen you at homes doing it not instead of clubs so it's a different vibe i I think too right the sense of fulfillment for
1: playing music for your peers for your loved ones is something that you can just i guess you i would compare that with just holding your own child in (laughs) a sense you know it's like playing for family and people like you just truly cherish man and just seeing those smiles people dancing grooving it's uh yeah it, it just brings me so much joy and contentment awesome awesome so what brought you to Toronto from Quebec? Uh, well, funny enough, you know, most people don't notice is that uh, I, uh, I, I, I guess at the time I'm going to say I ran away okay. from a very toxic relationship. Okay. And uh, I was uh, at the time engaged to a super hot lawyer, <laughs> like literally. Yeah. You know, my, my, my mindset back in the days was like, Mary, a super hot chick who's super successful, yeah. and uh, yeah, she was like a hot blonde lawyer. <laughs> so I was like, I made it in life, but that was totally the wrong choice. I fought wrong, yeah. and uh, and then uh, I at the time I was working in Cornwall, which is like an hour and a half away from Montreal. So we okay. were living together, but we were only see each other eight days a month, oh. only on the weekends. Wow. So yeah. Monday, Friday, I was in Cornwall. And then yeah. I'd drive back home Friday night. We'd spend the weekends together. So we were always on this honeymoon phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Until. Uh, so you guys I, saw each other more often? So, and then actually, we, it's not that we saw each other more often. We, uh, one day, um, we, uh, we, we, we we had a child and she got pregnant. Uh, it was an accident, straight up. I will say that. Yeah. And uh, we gave ourselves a week to think about it. And then uh, basically by Friday, I was like, you know what? I can do this to a child. Like, I want to keep this child. But as I came home on the Friday afternoon to surprise her, I had gone to buy flowers, made a reservation in this really nice restaurant. And when I came home, she... uh, I walked in to see that the car was in the driveway, yeah. so she had come home early, which was great. Yeah. But only to find out that she was, uh, she was doing coke in the bathroom, oh. and I never knew that, never, never knew that. So. And then, obviously, with her being pregnant and stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, that totally shifted everything, and uh, I was also, you know, of course, I was paying my share, for to pay the rent and whatnot, and yeah. I was paying half, even though I was only oh. there for eight days uh, a <laughs> month. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, in sort of rage, I just didn't want to take it out on her. I went to the kitchen and I was looking for something. I opened the drawer only to find out a stack of bills, of, of unpaid bills like utilities, internet, phone and whatnot, only to realize that the half that I had given her had actually had been blown in blow. Oh, man. And, and she's a lawyer too. She's well, and Was. it's it's a common thing apparently in, in in the world of lawyers because when they're studying yeah. in school, they're she on Adderall, cocaine, like amphetamine, just yeah. to keep them up so they can work late on these study cases. Yeah, yeah. So I guess she had carried that sort of lifestyle from college university days into yeah. her adult days. But naturally because when we we're on the weekends, I'm safely saying that because we were in this like high mood yeah, or honeymoon phase, she need didn't that. need to do it, and uh, and personally, I didn't really know at the time what a coke head looked like yeah, or yeah. felt like. Uh, so, I brought her to the, um, uh, clinic? the, the clinic, detox, yeah. not once, twice, uh, paid for it actually on my own, and after the two times, I gave up. Yeah, I I left, and that's why I'm actually in Toronto. Okay. So that's the actual story that most people don't know about
0: wow, me. That is a a deep one for sure. Uh, how long ago was that? 10, 11 years ago now. Eleven years. Yeah. Ago. So um, you've created uh, a whole new life here. Obviously, did you know people when you moved here? To- nope.
1: I uh, well, I mean, I only had two one really good fr- uh, now two really good friends. Yeah. As a support. Uh, but that was just two and of course they were doing their own thing yeah, so, so it's not as if name. we were able to see each other all the time. Yeah. So I went into this sort of weird Moment in my life where I was just extremely alone yeah. alone and lonely uh, Which is probably one of the worst feelings in a yeah. way for
0: a human being because Especially you, when you feel like you're kind of running away kind Yeah, of thing, right. So you want you want to run to something you don't have like an end destination, right? Yeah, so that must have been a lot harder um, so I guess Do you think music really helped you? Oh my God, are you kidding me? Yes, music (laughs) absolutely helped me. If it wasn't for music,
1: and I looked for this, uh, I saw this DJ that was coming into town, and it it was run by Osmosis, and I went to this club, And uh, although I didn't know anybody, but because I knew the music and the music made me feel good, is when I just, at least every two weekends, I would actually have an event to go to just to get myself out, to dance it out, and just to put my worries away for a bit of moment. And most of the times, people are just overall happy and so it just
0: puts you into that. Absolutely
1: and although of course you don't know the people but everyone like you say is happy so you see each other and after a while you know you run into the same people and then you get names and you start socializing adding each other on Facebook and then finally you know you eventually get sort of invited to a party and whatnot, yeah. and uh, that's actually how I met, uh, you know, of course, Richard yeah, at yeah. the time, and uh, if it wasn't for Richard, then yeah, we wouldn't have met. you yeah. and I wouldn't be <laughs> there, right? So, for the power of music, like you say, I connected with great be- beings who basically connected with more great,
0: yeah, wonderful yeah. beings, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Did you DJ before or when did you start DJing?
1: So I was very fortunate, I came from an extremely inclined uh, musical family. All my brothers and sisters were huge in electronic music, but of course at the time it was... Depeche Mode, The Cure, which was like the synthesizer age in the 80s. So I've always been extremely inclined. My brothers had turntables and a mixer, old school. So you've been around it for a
0: long time. Oh
1: yeah, they used to throw parties when my parents would be gone (laughs) away. And of course, because they were supposed to babysit me while I was like a six-year-old kid, basically (laughs) uh, playing around with teenagers who were just having a party, a home party. And then clean up before my parents come home. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They probably put all the blame on you if anything happens. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, so you're not doing psychotherapy here now, but because there's different schoolings? Yeah, absolutely. So in Quebec, uh, basically, you know, you can do the program,
1: but then you have to be uh, registered through the Quebec, um, mm. like the, their, their personal rules and laws, yeah. like the province. And uh, when I shifted here uh, to Ontario, I just uh, decided to continue back into my old field, which was concierging, like mm-hmm. working in uh, in the service field. Yeah. And uh, and then with you know when you have a background in psychology, you can pretty much work in any type of HR as well. Yeah. Um, situation, which I did uh, yeah. last year, and then suddenly, yeah, just the click just came, which yeah. is don't wanna work for somebody anymore. I actually just wanna truly help people one on one instead of
0: being paid by someone to tell me what to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and then as you said, that happened beginning of this year, yep. the Happiness Architect? Yes. And then you're based out of a different company and then you have your own kind of company within it?
1: Exactly, so basically now I'm my own conglomerate. Okay. The Happiness Architect is the coaching, the empowerment coach, yeah. and uh, through that basically, yeah, I, I get to just meet clients. I've uh, And it's, it's so funny, I've left it to be an organic growth, which yeah. has been great, it's just all been word to mouth uh anywhere from doing couples therapy to actually healing men with you know being more vulnerable yeah. or even helping actually uh women to understand men better to so that they can just have a better complicity with their with their partners yeah.
0: Yeah. uh so it's just been a really good wild ride actually yeah. and i feel like in today's age like with social media and stuff too it it does help with men wanting to actually feel their more feminine side absolutely you know so it seems like maybe it was perfect timing on your side or do you think uh like different things that happened like i know you had a rough year last year and how how much did that play into making your decision for for starting the happiness architect this uh way?
1: you know i f- i think that once you go through some kind of challenge it always shakes you to the bone. It completely shatters your paradigm of what you believe life is supposed to be for you. And you can either play it safe and go back to something that you know, or you can literally completely just take a huge shift, which takes a lot of courage and strength. And it was the first time that I took on this new entrepreneur you know adventure and uh, I would say for sure that if I didn't have a partner like a, yeah. a, uh, an amazing wife I probably wouldn't have done it okay. uh, in knowing myself you know yeah, because yeah. when you have support from someone else kind of give you a little push it does to... uh, I feel that you know the path of entrepreneurship is extremely hard and we're always scared you know yeah. because we're scared of failing really yeah.
0: truly uh some are also scared of succeeding yeah and the other thing too and and as we talked about before is just the the fear of the unknown when's the next paycheck coming in when's the next client coming in because sometimes you can have a client you can start talking to them but you may not have a session for a month or two months just from life you know absolutely so but uh yeah and like i feel like success uh, like the fear of success is something that not many people talk about but it's just because To get to that level you have to be very disciplined you have to make sure especially when you have your own company and you and you have the time to do stuff but sometimes it's like okay i can i can worry about me i can do another you know mix and stuff or i can just watch something on netflix i can be outside on a patio and not like do anything right oh absolutely (laughs) it's funny you say that because
1: uh i think at least the first month or two Although, of course, I was building my website, trying to put fillers out, promoting myself. But there was also a lot of moments of lethargy where I literally just didn't know what to do. And yeah, I like literally gupped up myself to watch Netflix uh, and just lost a lot of time in a certain way because I was just so unsure
0: of where the path was going. Yeah, well, it's hard to like, I get those days sometimes too. And it's just you have when you set too many kind of goals maybe it's a little bit too high and then you're like okay i can't i'm not just going to jump to here i have to you have to like kind of narrow you have to take those goals and break it down into other goals and then break it down to other goals so that you can have something that you can achieve like today and then that end goal happen maybe end of the month or something. But if you don't do start small, then it's not going to. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you say that, and it just makes me think about this book called uh, "Life Starts with Making Your Bed in the Morning." Yeah. Okay. And uh, and it comes from this story about this army man who basically teaches that if you at least make your bed in the morning, yeah. then you feel some kind of accomplishment. Yeah. It might not be much. But by just starting by doing something that you've seen completed yeah. makes you feel good and then it can start creating this momentum of yeah, like okay i'm gonna effect. do something else and something else yeah and being that it's just from making your bed to going to make breakfast to cleaning up i think it just gets you in this great routine of yeah. just
0: feeling like you have things continuously accomplished exactly yeah and that i've seen like a video, of, I think, of it was the guy of the army. Yeah. So I, it probably was the same guy. For sure. And I love that that quote and, and that just that saying of getting things done, and that's why the most successful people like wake up super early just to get things done in the morning, and then kind of can they can do their day. But especially when you have families and stuff, you have to think about okay, when am I actually going to get this time? So you have to wake up early. Absolutely. To get that in, and then you don't have to worry about certain things. And yeah right that momentum right
1: time for yourself is so important i feel that oftentimes we don't give ourselves enough time to ourselves which is technically Mm self-love you know if you don't nurture your own love for yourself and give yourself time then how will you ever have good time to give to anyone else they do say fill your own personal cup first before you can give to, to anyone else and i truly believe that um that's why in the morning you know i i I try to discipline myself to meditate even for five or ten minutes and i mean when of course people think about meditation they think about closing their eyes and just you know think about nothing no i mean meditation is whatever it needs to be it's you to just focus this morning who you are who you've become because when you don't when you think about it yesterday you went through a series of experiences which basically transform you and your perspective on life. So yeah. today, the next day when you wake up in the morning, you are a different person. So your wants and needs might be actually different. Like yes, yesterday you wanted to open up, I don't know, like a cereal empire, and then <laughs> today you want to open a candy empire, yeah. maybe. So it's important to realize that you are human and you are allowed to change.
0: You know, uh, your 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 goals. Um, yeah. No, it's good to like know that you like people have to realize that too right and meditation I, I think is a huge factor and in, in the sense of to just at least calm your mind down and to slow your thoughts too so that you can have the the right thoughts kind of at the top of it absolutely flowing above it, instead of it all yeah shut together right
1: it's uh I think about this like peanut character that's like always dragging a lot of dust um, Can't remember his name but it's it's true like when your mind just has so many things like oh this bill i need to pay oh i need to go to this like this store to grab this to do this but like you have such a huge task list in your mind and it just keeps piling up and i just feel that with meditation it just allows you to structure yourself to find all the right solutions and resources for each of these tasks that you
0: need to to tackle yeah. yeah. And how do you how do you like manage your days and stuff, especially now, like are you still start sort of figuring it out from the beginning of the year or do you kind of ha- have a handle on this part of the day for this, this part of the days for this, this part of the day?
1: So I basically do half and half, which is half of my day's plan and the other half is unplanned. Mm-hmm. Simply because uh, it's it's funny, and uh, I say this respectfully. I just my buddy of mine and Ma and me we just came up with this quote a few days ago. Plans are for idiots, <laughs> and uh, the reason why I say that is just simply because as much as you can have things planned, yeah. there's always gonna be some kind of diversion from yeah. the universe. The universe might throw you into like a loop you could have your whole camping trip planned like day to day hour by hour and I, of course i know tons of people who are extremely ocd who <laughs> plan it to a, a t yeah. and every time that these people come back from day the trip they tell me we did too much we never allowed ourselves to too breathe too much, yeah. the kids like you know were crying because they, they're we, tired, we, you know? we were <laughs> tired because we gave them too much to do I'm like, you didn't
0: leave any time for exploring of the adventure. Yeah, it's good to have some things planned, so that you know, okay, I'm gonna go this to this place during the day, but then kind of almost let you let yeah see where it goes. I mean,
1: perfect example: Columbus wanted to go to China, totally didn't make it. <laughs> he planned to go to China, he made it to the other side. So there goes the universe telling you to go to the other yeah,
0: side. Exactly. Well, it's even just like us planning this and stuff. It took a couple times and stuff. But it's it's it is what it is. We have to follow the flow. Yeah. Like people have too much resistance
1: to what's coming towards them. It's uh, it's like you're going surfing. There's this huge wave coming at you. Well, you can either try to, to like ride it, or you can just kind of like go, go under, under and, and go like you know. What, let me just straight. let it pass on top of me because I can't deal with this okay. right now. And uh, it's important to allow yourself the adaptability of because this is how you truly get to know who you are, yeah. how you will react tells you who you are
0: that's, that's very powerful and true you know it's it's such a simple statement at the end of the day but <laughs> <laughs> all the best statements are the most simplest
1: <laughs> and uh you know because we're humans we're such complicated beings we don't allow for simple things to be the truth. We always want, we always think that the complicated... Yeah. Is, Overanalyzing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, keep it simple. Like, there's a reason
0: why they said kiss, right? Keep yeah. it simple, stupid. Exactly. Or keep exactly. it super simple. And I mean, like, as you said, just to keep it simple. uh like, how, well, how did you come up with the Happiness Architect name? Oh, so that... Uh, other than like, for for me knowing Patrick for a while, like, uh, you're hands down probably one of the happiest people I've ever met. Well, thank uh, you. Just, uh, smile, um, and just overall great guy, you know, like every time I've seen you around other people, I've just seen people running into your arms and stuff, you know, so understand the happiness like kind of part from it but i'm 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 just assuming that it's coming from how you like trying to want to be perceived essentially
1: for sure uh of course you know i went through a lot of traumatic experiences as a child uh my parents left the vietnam war and we of course uh ran away from the country and how old
0: were you then
1: uh well at the time i wasn't born but i was like in my mom's womb per se and, uh, but it just started with a, a bit of a tough story. My, my, parent, like, my mom got caught in the war. She was sent to prison camp for four years and she was pregnant with my brother Alex, which thank God actually kept her going for four yeah. years in prison because she had a child to take care of. And, uh, my, uh, my father waited for her to come out of this prison camp. He was just hiding away because yeah. otherwise he was going to get caught too. So he was hiding away
0: for four years. Too. Yeah.
1: And then there was, in those four years, he found a, a wrecked ship and with his brother and his best friend, who were all mechanical engineers, they put the boat back together and all three families. So my, my mom came out of prison camp. She made a beeline straight to the port and, uh, they ran away. I, my dad put all the three families in suits and then when they got approached by the coast guard they told the coast guard they were going to a wedding in china <laughs> and that they were going to come back yeah. never came back yeah. and then at some point of course when they didn't come back then the uh, the coast guard went looking for them the boat got shot wow. so, you know like it was it was Intense. it was a traumatic ex- extend intensive uh, experience but thankfully we managed to get out of the the like the borders of vietnam yeah. and then made it to the singapore like uh, uh borders and like the naval borders yeah and this uh, Norwegian commercial boat, which was trading and doing something in Singapore, picked us up as rescue as wreckage. And uh, I think we stayed there on two weeks on that on that boat. Uh, my family and the well, the three families. Yeah. and uh, finally Singapore granted us refugee status and the Norwegian government granted us refugee status. Uh-huh. My dad's best friend and his family, took the deal went to norway my uncle and my my family took the deal and went to singapore and then that's where i was born literally wow yeah
0: Uh, but when did you guys move to Canada?
1: So afterwards, uh, when I was maybe five or six, we moved to, uh, to Belgium. My dad had stashed some money, some gold bars with an uncle who gambled all of it. (laughs) So basically my, my parents just worked to buy us one way tickets to make it there. We lived with my uncle for a little while in this like tiny two bedroom with a pile load of kids and and three adults. And uh, just making ends meet didn't work out, so we finally moved to Montreal. And then from Montreal, of course, making ends meet. Yeah. So I've always seen my parents struggle and survive, yeah. which was terrible. And at the same time, I had gone through uh, a, a personal, personal struggle. Uh, I had been molested by a sibling, by a sister, uh, in my younger years. Yeah. So, but of course, I didn't understand the concept of like incest and yeah. all that stuff. So that was traumatic once I was a teenager and Traumae I understood and what yeah. happened. So based out of all those experiences is what made me feel that I was a victim and I was stuck in victimhood for quite some time only to understand... While I started reading these books on psychology, to, yeah. like, you know, and as a kid reading psychology book is, is heavy duty. Yeah. Uh, but I figured it out.
0: Especially with all the trauma you've already gone through. Yeah.
1: And, uh, so from there I was like, you know what? I think that it's a matter of choice of thought. If I don't, if I want to get outside of victimhood, I need to change my, my mindset where I cannot blame someone for how I'm feeling anymore. I need to just change how I think about the world and see the world so that I can just be my best self. And yes, it sucks that I have to do this healing work on my own yeah. and I'm on my own finding therapists and healers and studying the right thing. But this is my job. If I want, I'm in control of my of my job, yeah. uh, of, of, of my life. Hence I'm my own architect. Yeah. And in order for me to achieve happiness, I need to construct and do the drawing and the blueprint of how I want to live my life. Yeah. So from the architecture you know, blueprint, once you draw that out in your thoughts, is how you can manifest it and be your own engineer. Yeah. And then after that, be your own carpenter. So it's a process of architect, engineer, carpenter. Yeah. That's how you build a house. Yeah. That's how you build your own personal house of happiness so that's how the happiness architects
0: came out that's an amazing story and that's like i feel like it is a shift for people that have been through a lot that can kind of be like okay i've been through all this like I, I need to cut this out of my life to be able to to live happy right and or they just go the other way and it's all downhill right yeah and i mean how does it feel how do you get over when feeling like getting over that hump of of Okay, not not letting you letting your emotions go to to feel that you're that you're the, the prop like that you're the victim, but to overcome that and then for like last year when your mom passes, off like, how does it? How do you? How do you take it in to take your time to be able to get back to that feeling? Ah, so this is the interesting part.
1: So first off, is to understand that life is your teacher. Yeah. You know, the journey is your teacher you will always be a student of life so in treating life as an experience for you to gather wisdom and this is where you have to just be truly humble practice humility and a lot of compassion and empathy and understand that when people are doing things to you it's because it's not because that they're it's it's personal it's simply because they're projecting something that is not going well in them yeah. their internal pain their internal hurt is always being projected on you uh so that's one part of the reason of course you know when you're getting triggered with someone is yeah. you have to understand that this is not your personal trauma it's someone's trauma being projected on you yeah in the case of my mom passing away, of course, man, that was a huge shattering moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, Especially because she lives in Montreal. She lives in Montreal. And how often would you see her? I
1: mean, we uh, used to call each other every Sundays, which of course now it's hard. Every Sunday comes yeah. around and I'm not calling my mom anymore. It's it's nice. hard. There's just so many little triggers and stuff. Of right? course. Like, and, uh, but you know, funny enough is what most people don't know, and uh, for a while I actually resented my mom, simply because... I was jealous of my brother. My brother and my mom had this huge bond because they were in prison for yeah, four years. Yeah. So I've That's always whole, yeah, it's a
0: totally different kind of.
1: It's a different kind of love. They like they were they were there for each other, yeah. and I came in after into the uh into the picture. So of course. I was, although being the last child, which everyone would think that, you know, you're always yeah, you're, being yeah. more, you know, baby, but no, totally not. <laughs> uh, my mom always gave more love to my brother, Alex, which is fine. Because yeah. now, of course, in hindsight, I, I now understand that this bond was never, be, like, could never be broken. Yeah. And, um, and my parents are extremely conventional, conservative Asians, right? Their parents never taught them love through the five love languages yeah. Asian culture there's only two kinds of love it's acts of service yeah. and uh, and gifts right um, and therefore when parents give you food clothes education and yeah. a roof that's love They uh, my parents never hugged us they never told us that they, like they loved us or yeah. were proud of us actually my dad told me he was proud of me when I got my driver's license at 16 that was <laughs> the only time I ever heard him say he was proud of me yeah. but it's tough for a kid because you know there's a reason why the five love languages exist, you know, which is, of course, quality time, uh, words of affirmation, which is saying I love yeah. you and I'm proud of you. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's super hard. Like when, of course, every single human being receives and offers love yeah. in their own way. But man, like when you don't receive the love that you want, you're always in this abandonment kind of yeah. uh, setting where like my parents don't love me. And man, it triggers
0: the fuck out of you. Imagine. And then when you go to schools, when you move tears so go to school and you see kids being dropped off by their yeah parents and getting a kiss on the cheeks, I love you, have a good day. Uh,
1: it's it, it really it, it pains you. It yeah. pains you. I can tell you how many times my lungs just stop breathing because it it just made me feel
0: little. Yeah. And that I I was worthless. Yeah. And yeah, talking about the five blood languages. Do you use that? Like, is that one of your main... Oh,
1: absolutely. I help, I assist people in understanding what their love languages are, because some people might want to receive love in a certain way, but yeah. cannot actually offer love in a certain way. And this yeah. is where a lot of uh, troubles come around in any relationship, being yeah. that it's friendship or being that it's in like an actual relationship. If the two don't talk well to each other within the love language there's uh, there's misunderstanding and this is what I call clumsy love clumsy love is that we do love each other but because we're not speaking the same like we might be speaking English but we're not not speaking the same love language exactly Uh, and you know of course women are, or even men like you know like some some beings are very fragile and vulnerable and require a lot of love and especially if their parents never told them that you know I love you and never hug them. Oh my God! Like that's it's it's, it's it really hinders you and your growth. Yeah. Uh, I was so fortunate that uh, in my case, of course, my partner, you know, Megan is. She's all about you know hugging, yeah. touching, holding hands, kissing, telling me how much she loves me, telling me how much I'm she's so proud of me. And I want I for sure can tell you that because I've had such traumatic experiences. It allowed me to be uh, a polyglot in, in love. Like, I literally just figure out how to master all five love languages and yeah. giving. Uh, I personally don't need to be given love in all the five love languages. Yeah. Like, a um, gift, not something that yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't react to. Well,
0: everyone has their uh, higher
1: percentage of. Exactly. Gifts. Like, I'm happy with words of affirmation and touch yeah. uh, and quality time. Those yeah. are my three. Uh, what,
0: so what are the five language languages, just for some... some oh, yeah, results? sure.
1: So uh, there's quality time, spending good quality time. Yeah. There's acts of service. There's um, words of affirmation. There's touch, and there's gift. Those are your five... So gift can be anything. Like, I can be thoughtful and, like, oh, I think Julian would love this tie or this bow tie. I'm going to pick it up for him. And, like, I'm going to give it to him just because I want to give him a gift because, like, I thought about him. Yeah. Uh, and then acts of service, that's too normal. Like, hey, bro, can you give me a ride to, like, go pick up something? Yeah. Like, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, you know, but it's something more natural to human beings helping each other out. Yeah, so yeah. I think that one kind of goes understated oftentimes. Uh, I personally
0: appreciate access oh, yeah, service no, a lot. Too. And that's why I, like, I try to be open to when someone asks me to do something. And it's like, if I have the time, then for sure. For like, sure, you know, like, yeah. Because if oh, there's going to possibly be a time where I need it too, right? Yeah. And
1: um, I want to say that because my parents were never around, really, they've always, of course, uh, compensated with gifts. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of gifts. Like, you know, I, like, I can do without a Sega or a Nintendo, because yeah. like Nintendo will buy me a lot of time for you to not be home. Like... I associate gifts with like you don't have time for me, okay. so naturally I had to change that mindset for yeah. myself because every time that I would receive a gift, I wasn't gra- I wasn't yeah. grateful enough. I almost, like brush it off the side and be like, okay, let's just chat. Like you do want to open it half the time. Probably, yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> uh, but I but I do know like you know I don't want to be disrespectful, so yeah. I've changed my mindset of like. I'm going to take time because you've taken the time. Yeah. So now I have more appreciation yeah, for it. Especially for people that know
0: you. I'm sure they'll get you like thoughtful kind of gifts too, right? So you want to, as you said, just show the appreciation and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: but I don't find myself to be someone who needs things as yeah. well. So that's why it's, it's really hard for me to accept gifts. Uh, one thing that I can say that I've, I've always had a hard time taking in is compliments. And I know a lot of people have these challenges. Yeah. Like they brush it away right away because... They they, they they don't believe in themselves, they don't have self confidence, self-esteem. Yeah. So be, they they love hearing it in the moment, but they only take it in for like two, three seconds and they brush it away as like, no no no, like you know it's it's like yeah. It's, yeah. I can be like that sometimes just and I, I say I say I'm just being humble. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it can be a bad thing. Like yeah. I, I I now believe that when somebody pays you a compliment, actually take the time to of course thank them yeah. for it and truly immerse and integrate yourself with that vibration of you know that positive s- yeah. Of, yeah someone admires you compliments you take it in like yeah. bring it in inside of you integrate it yeah. like this is
0: part of your self-love as yeah. well and that could help you just get over like, having a bad day kind of thing too sometimes absolutely you know? and I always try and like you know just well, even just the little things of opening the door for people saying like people at work and just being like oh I like your hair or whatever just those little things and it can go a long way, right? Huge. Uh,
1: you know, and when you say that, I think about any human beings who wants to travel or go anywhere, two things that will get you anywhere is respect and courtesy. Yeah. Those are like the true human values that even if you don't speak the same language, because they can feel that vibration and the body language of respect and courtesy, you'll
0: have all the doors open to you. Yeah. 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 No, I 100%, 100% agree. Like I was reading a book this morning and just to, or actually no, I was watching a documentary last night. And just to, to heal yourself, it's to to be more giving sometimes too, right? Yeah, and of course. And that's the thing too. Like you, when you think of healing yourself, well, not a lot of people, as you know, there's this they say that they have to like fix themselves. They have to do something, you know. And it's just like no, the the body can naturally heal, right? Absolutely. So if you put positive things in it, then it gets those things in motion that will help you to actually can physically help you if you need to too right yeah
1: and uh and hence that's why the mindset of happiness is a vibration that you need to cultivate non-stop uh of course you know you meet people who are sad who are in pain and whatnot and you have to allow to for them to hurt and to talk to you but of course, that of course can trigger you as well and like just take your happiness level down. So it's very important to stay mindful and aware that yeah. you're bringing in someone's energy inside of you. It yeah. doesn't belong to you. And uh, oftentimes it's just really important
0: to protect yourself in a certain yeah. way. So how do you feel you uh, put that protector on when you're dealing with clients? Ah, so of course,
1: when you're dealing with clients and staying professional, but yet also a little bit personal because yeah. i mean the, the reason why these clients connect with you is because there's some kind of personal uh experience that you both have in common so yeah. i utilize that experience that i have in common with them to be able to provide them with some resources and tools yeah. but at the same time of course i have to stay mindful that whatever they're going through is their thing yeah. and uh, so yeah there's this like Balance that you have, like this yin and yang balance that you have to completely yeah. play with all t- all the time. There's like this
0: dance of push and pull, push and pull. Yeah, because you have to be able to have them open up to you, right? Yeah, and ask those kind of almost triggering questions, essentially that could, as you said, could trigger your your past and stuff too. Absolutely, right? and uh, there's something you know that people
1: don't realize is like healers also heal while healing others. Yeah, uh, and it's true. Like I find myself to be reminded of certain personal triggers that i thought i took care of but i you know didn't fully completely finished it and once i'm done with my sessions i of course always have this introspect of how did the session go i take down notes yeah and uh and i make sure that like this is for them this is for me so this is how i i I make that separation and
0: partition so you even take your notes at the end and say this is for me and be like This kind of made me feel a certain way. Yeah. So how can I, what can I do to...
1: How can I better myself from this situation as well? Because truth be told is every human being is a mirror of you. And they're either there to trigger you, to make you realize what your limits and boundaries are. So how you should protect yourself and respect yourself. So I find it so intriguing that every time truly when you're having an interaction with another human being you're actually just getting to
0: discover yourself it's such an amazing opportunity yeah and a lot of times when i'm telling someone something or advice and stuff and i'm like honestly like when i'm telling you this i'm telling myself too because i want to like read more meditate more go to the gym more and stuff and i show people different things and whatnot and it's just like Oh, I should be doing this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's true. And, uh, you know, of course, human beings, are we're still good at giving advice, yeah. but, you no, know, we're never good enough at, give, uh, at uh, taking, taking in our own advice. Yeah. And, uh, like, you have to walk the walk and talk the talk. Like, yeah. and I know it's hard. It's a discipline matter. And in my case, that's what I've been working on continuously in the last year is just yeah. really uh, owning to, like, being, you know, it's like I, you want to have integrity with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And you want to have integrity with your with your peers as well exactly. and if they see you doing something that is completely out of character of what you're telling them yeah. like they're you know, like, not going to believe you yeah yourself. like you know so uh so that yeah, it's important to stay mindful and aware of like your actions yeah. and behaviors
0: especially with social media these days and stuff huge right? huge, huge. That's, that's how you're gonna you want to build your your base through like referrals essentially yeah. right and the first thing people are going to do is check social media and stuff right so your reputation is so key yeah yeah do you find that you have to kind of be a different person on social media and stuff or do you just are you just feeling so good about yourself that who you are fully so yeah i uh it's funny you you
1: asked me that because you know i see tons of coaches on social media youtube and whatnot and it's like the like pump you up kind of yeah, yeah. like coaches i'm like oh that's not my style yeah i uh i would rather get organic referrals and people okay. vibing to me because in order for me to get the right clients who are really gonna fit with me yeah. i have to put out my personal vibration which is to stay authentic and genuine yeah and uh and in doing so i've literally just had all the right clients that i never had to turn away because yeah. it was always based on how they felt how they were capturing me and my vibration when I was
0: online through any social media. Yeah. 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 And I, I, feel the same way with my work, like cause you can do cold calling all day and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to be a one and done kind of thing. I want to have a relationship with the people. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Organic think. growth is through just really staying yourself. Yeah. And yeah. You can build those relationships and then you can, go into something bigger and better, right? Yeah. It will, it will, like, as long as you just keep on with it, what you're
1: doing. Right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I've, like, I've had some clients who I no longer uh, treat who have become friends. Yeah. Because I'm, like, okay, well, we're no longer, you know, clients and and, 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 and practitioners. So, I'm, like, I, I enjoy, I enjoy you're, your company.
0: Yeah. Like, so, like, yeah, we can totally. And especially that you know them on a personal level, too, so that, like, do you think some people may feel that they, that you know too much and don't want to become friends? Or? Uh,
1: no, I'd say that you know every single one of my clients have always just wanted to. You know, you're always attracted to like this higher vibration, this positive yeah. vibration. Everyone loves and needs that. There's a reason why. Uh, there's cheerleaders at any yeah. game and whatnot because they're here to pump you up, yeah. and you're always you're 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 always attracted to that because you want more of that in your life. So I personally believe that in staying. Uh, cautiously optimistic, realistic, yeah. and positive is what truly emanates from your body, and people can feel onto that, and they want some of that, and it's contagious. For sure, for positive VAB sure. is absolutely contagious.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, and that's why we're here today. Absolutely. You know <laughs> um. So, well, to wrap it up, uh, like, just wanted, what would you say to yourself or to others, to, like that you thought wrong? So. How, did, how would you say to describe your situation to where you are today, to how you overcame your different barriers to, to being who you are today? What would you want to tell people to, to keep doing and for yourself to keep doing to, to just continue to get
1: better? I think the most important part as being a human being is to forgive yourself. I, oftentimes people take everything too personal and they beat themselves down but for too much like once the experience the challenge the obstacle happen and the mistake happen just don't beat yourself down in order like you gotta move on yeah. and if you willow too long into this like dark negative vortex Then you're gonna get stuck in there for a long time. Like negative energy pulls really fast, and like it it spirals down really quickly. And once you hit rock bottom, you can stay there for a long time. So the important thing I believe is that take in the wisdom, the knowledge that you're supposed to take from any experience. And then truly take the time to integrate it and then forgive yourself like you know people make mistakes yeah. uh look I, I just got into a car accident last thursday with not my own car on top of that <laughs> and uh and i'm like you know i'm a like personally i'm a good driver yeah. and i know very well that maybe 10 years ago i would have just taken it super personal I was like yeah. it would have just i would have probably not gone into a car the next day Telling myself like no, I'm not a good no, driver. No, 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 and it would have completely shattered my self confidence and self esteem. Yeah. But in knowing that I was like, No, I am a good driver, I was yeah. like, you know what? It it's ha- a it's it, it happened, it's a mistake. Yes, it's just money, it's a repair, whatever. You yeah, know, it's yeah. not the end of the world, no one died, no one's hurt. Yeah. So you have to look at the bright side and was like, Okay, well you know what? We can move on. So I had
0: to forgive myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well thank you, Patrick. You're so welcome. We all have fears, and that's okay. We hope that we have given you something to help you conquer some of your fears so you too can continue to excel at life. Thank you for listening to You Thought Wrong.